Good afternoon, everybody. You have found it. It's another fantastic episode of the Loftus Party Podcast with yours truly, me, myself, Michael. I'm about to say something that you might find a little disturbing. You might find it a little frightening. I've been doing research. (laughs) I told myself I'm going to be prepared. Or as some might say, prepared. I'm going to be prepared for this week's show. And the more I look, you know what? Sometimes I feel like maybe I should just just stop. Just stop looking. Don't look. (laughs) Take the easy way out. Stop investigating and and you won't be a tossing and a turning at night. But sadly, I can't. I I can't stop. So we got a lot on today's show. We have a lot. And I think, uh, I think you're going to find it, hopefully, uh, informative, slightly amusing, and uh, you might lose a little sleep over it. Now, before I get started, I want to say hey to all the new people. Thanks for coming by. We had uh, Professor Nicholas Giordano on last week's show. Dude's awesome. Dude was fantastic. Great guest. I want to have him back on very, very soon. We got a ton of other guests lined up in the future. It's going to be fantastic. I like the interviews. I really do. I like the interviews. I hope you're digging them too. Okay. We have a theme. We have a theme for this show. God help us. We have a theme. When did they start doing themes? I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago. It was like right after that, uh, that Nicholas uh, Giordano, that professor was on. He started doing the themes. Here's, here's the theme. It feels like everything's about to go off the rails. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but the more I look, the more I'm getting the ants in my pants. I got ants in my pants over the way things are looking. And these uh, decisions that continue to be made, really big stuff, really big stuff, like food, global food, food shortages, catastrophic food shortages, and these decisions that these idiots keep making. And a bunch of the decisions that they made about the Rona and and decisions they continue to make, which... I've said this for a very long time on this on this this here show. None of it makes sense until you start thinking like a supervillain. Then it lines up so fast it's it's deeply disturbing. Okay, so where to begin? Where to begin? Let us let's talk about what's going on in the Netherlands. And now, what's going on in Canada? I'm talking about this whole climate change, nitrogen reduction. Now, I, I always, with, with, the, with the climate change, there's, oh, CO2 levels. CO2 levels are too high, you guys. We got to do something about CO. And they always come to, and, and whenever they talk about the CO2 levels, they always talk about the, the U.S., they talk about the UK, they talk about, you know, Europe and, and Canada, Western civilization. They never talk about the East. It's always odd to me how they leave China and India 
out of the conversation. It's always like, what can you do? Hey, man, turn off your AC. Hey, bro, let's do wind power. Yo, God, let's plug in that solar. It's always that. And they always leave out the two biggest polluters out of the conversation. And that's just something just, it's good to remind yourself of that. Who's polluting the oceans? It's China, it's India. Who's building all the new coal power plants? It's it's China. Who's polluting the CO2 emissions? Who's got that? It's China. It's India. It's China. It's India. It's China. It's India. It's China. And they keep coming to me, telling me, oh, we're going to have a rolling blackout because we got to do better. We got to do better. So that's, so far it's been annoying. Completely annoying. We're entering into dangerous levels now. Or, or what feels like it's about to get very dangerous. I'm going to try to keep it funny. I'm going to try to add in little bits of humor as we go. I'm just a dude. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. But wow. So I'm looking into what's going on in the Netherlands. I've done videos on that before. It's, it's very, they, now they're talking about nitrogen. Oh, it's the nitrogen levels. Oh, really? I, I could have sworn it was, wasn't it CO2 just a moment ago? Anyway, guys, it's nitrogen. It's nitrogen, and it's the fertilizer. So there's, they're, they're telling these farmers in the Netherlands, you got you to gotta reduce your, uh, all like the cattle you got by like 95%. A bunch of them. Quite a few. You're going to have to, you can't farm the way you've been farming. You can't hope, and, and they're very good at it in the Netherlands. They're the number two exporter of food. America's numero uno. Skadoosh! The Netherlands are numero dos. But they're going to drastically change the way they, they farm. Now, they've tried this in other countries. They, with the, the, the World Banks, they give you this score. And uh, depending on how high you score on their whole New World Order to-do list... That determines if you get money or not. So countries like Singapore, they're like, then then in Ghana, they're like, hey, we we we're gonna change everything to meet your to do list. Can we have some money? Sure, you can have some money. And now they're collapsing. They're collapsing before our very eyes. Meanwhile, Bill Gates is buying up farmland in America like it's going out of style, which is we'll get to that uh, later. They say that a catastrophic, catastrophic food problem, supply chain problem, catastrophic world hunger. We're gonna not gonna have enough food. So of course they're telling the Netherlands, uh, okay, you got to change the way you farm to produce less food because a food shortage is coming, which makes zero sense. Now you've got Justin Trudeau up in Canada. This is me being prepared. The, uh, the federal government of Canada is looking to impose a requirement to reduce nitrous oxide emissions from fertilizers, saying it's a greenhouse gas contributing to climate change. While the Trudeau government says they want a 30% reduction in emissions, I don't know why I'm talking like this. I should be doing Canada, but I'm doing Ireland. While Trudeau government says they want a 30% reduction in emissions, not fertilizer, farm producer groups say that, that at this point, reducing nitrous oxide emissions can't be done without utilizing fertilizer use, blah, 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 blah. They are going to impose 
these same guidelines for Canada that they're trying to do in the Netherlands, the other place where the and 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 the other where they've already failed. So the farmers are already getting activated. We got to support these farmers. Uh, farm groups like the Western Canadian wheat growers have said the federal plan will reduce crop output reduce income for farm families, and increase food prices in Canadian grocery stores. And that, to me, there's a part of the article where they say they, they, they have goals they want to meet by 2030. They have goals they, they want to meet by 2030. So here you have the, uh, the unholy trifecta. The federal plan in Canada will reduce output, reduce income for farm families, and increase food prices for Canadian grocery stores. Okay. So now you have, okay, you have less crops, you have less food. The, the, what they do have is going to cost more. And the big one, reduce income for farm families. Does anybody think the farmers are getting rich? Does anyone think, boy, you know, it's a quick way to make a buck. Here's a way you become a millionaire fast. You start a farm. You work your ass off every fucking day of the year until shit freezes over. Like, farming is hard. And those people are barely holding on. They're not, they're not living in the lap of luxury. I'm, I'm with, I'm with, uh, oh, who's the, the, the podcaster in England? The, the former, <laughs> the comedian slash uh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. This, this to me seems like way too, it makes it way too easy to put farmers out of business. You're going to put farmers out of business. You're going to decrease the food supply and it it's going to hurt everybody else because the food that is around is going to cost so much more. So they're doing this. Uh, they're doing this in the Netherlands. Now they're going to do it in Canada, and they have all these goals they want to meet by twenty thirty. All these goals. Oh, we got target dates. We we need to we need to do this by twenty thirty. Well, what's good? What? Why twenty thirty? Why twenty thirty? Well, that's when we get to the Great Reset Agenda of twenty thirty <laughs> that the UN has been working on for a long time. People tell you this stuff. They tell you this stuff because they, oh, you're, I seen you on Gutfeld, man. And you, you know, you do about, you talk about politics. You got a website, you know, it's comedy and politics and sci-fi and blah, blah, blah. And we will have some sci-fi in the show. There's going to be, there's going to be some fantasy. There's going to be some rings. Of, we have to talk about the rings of power. We'll get there. But these people come up to you after a show. Wonderful. I always like meeting people. And they start talking about, oh, the great, the great reset and agenda 2030 and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you kind of don't want to look, you know, it's like turning over a rock. You're like, there's just going to be bugs and creepy crap under there. Well, you start turning over the agenda 2030 rock and you're going to find some serious bugs. There is a plan. The UN has a plan. The, the World Economic Forum has a plan. It's literally, I'm looking up, go to, go to www.weforum.org and it's the, it's the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. 
as we enter a unique window of opportunity to reshape the recovery. This initiative will offer insights to help reform, inform all those determining the future state of blah, blah, blah. We must, oh, here's another one. Uh, they, have, they, have, they have a list of goals. And here's, here's the one that really, really, oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Ah, here's one. This is from the, this is from their, uh, their website. The UN has a 17 point plan to save the world. This is a, this is a piece they wrote in, uh, August 15th, 2019. By 2030, it's forecast that 60% of the world's population will inhabit cities. Now, is that something that's going to happen organically, or is that something that is being imposed? That's what I want to know. Is that our, of our own free will? They're acting like, oh, it's just going to happen. Oh, it's just going to happen. Just going to happen by magic. If it was just going to happen by magic, why be so aggressive on putting farmers out of business? And why be so aggressive, uh, like dudes like Bill Gates, buying up all this farmland? It stinks. It reeks of a plot. And then, if you look at... If you look at crime statistics and all that, why would people be moving to the cities? Why? What appeal does, uh, does, does the city life... Oh, boy, I kind of want to get... I kind of want to get pushed off a subway platform. Ooh, I kind of want to get uh, hit in the head with a hammer. If anything, it feels like people are leaving the cities. That just seems totally counterintuitive to me. But the UN and uh, the World Economic Forum are going, oh, by 2030, uh, all these people are going to live in the cities. They're all going to live in the cities. I guess we're going to be hungry in the cities because they're going to... Uh, control the, the, the food production globally. Anybody who, and, 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 the, and the United Nations, when have they ever done a great bang up job? When, when can you look to the United Nations and go, oh, here's a great decision they made. Here, oh, you know what? No one, no one saw that coming, but thankfully the UN had the foresight to, uh, to get ahead of this. Everything feels like right, right now it's being driven by the World Economic Forum, the UN, and it's not being driven by people. It's not being driven by individuals who have a great idea or, or, or just it, it, enjoying their lives and chasing down a buck and inventing things. Like Elon Musk is, is the exception to the rule. The past events, or the events of the past, or just events, I guess I kind of just said it, events. When you lump... The Rona into all this. And you lump the, the vax into all this. Because the World Economic Forum, uh, they seem to be very, very, uh, they have goals that need to be, we have to, we have to, you know, make sure that everybody's, oh, they're in the cities and the food and the this and the poverty and the that. And they, I love how they brag about, oh, the poverty levels, the poverty levels worldwide have really fallen. They've really fallen. And it's, it, you look at their statistics and it's like, yeah, that's when uh, capitalism got a little teeny weeny toehold in China. Like that's when it really started taking off. Whoa, the Chinese people, instead of starving to death out in the middle of a field, because they ran out of bugs to eat. Oh, I can get a job in, an, in, a, in a factory making Nikes. 
for a dollar a year, ooh, that's actually a huge improvement in my life. That wasn't something the United Nations did. That's not something uh, that uh, they decided. So this leads me to uh, the next one. The uh, I, I really am, it's not going to be all gloom and doom. Although we will get into monkeypox. <laughs> monkeypox is the latest. The the vaccine madness. So when you look at the World Economics Forum and what their plans are, and oh, people, you're, you're you know, everybody's going to live in cities by twenty thirty, and you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy, and uh, it seems like the, the, there's there's. Uh, it's not a manageable number of people right now. Now, I know the in the United States that we don't even have a replacement population. We're not having enough babies to replace the people that die. That's a whole, that's a whole separate uh, thing. But let's just talk a little bit now about uh, the vaccine. And I just, want, I just want people to ask questions. That's all I want to do. I want to, I want, I want to encourage people to get inquisitive. Inquisitive. I'm looking at the numbers for New Zealand. Let's throw on an accent for that. That'll help it. In New Zealand, 96% of the population has a dose. Has a dose of the vax. 96 has a, 90, that's a fucking huge number, mate. 95% of the population, uh, 12 and up, have two doses. Two doses. So that is a boatload of people. So why are their COVID numbers going up? All these people, like like, like freaking Joe Biden. Oh, I, I got... I got the double, I got the double vax, I got the double boost, I got the four shot, bing, bong, boom, oh, mask, 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 and then they're getting the Rona. Now, in Joe's case, I think it's, in Joe's case, I don't think he has the Rona. I think he's using the Rona excuse. That's one of those things, like, when you go, like, you know, there was so much oil in Delaware, you'd have to use the windshield wipers in the morning. That's why myself and so many people like me, we got cancer. And you're like, whoa. So, yeah, they had to use the Rona excuse. But they got more and more Rona down in New Zealand. No one's no one's questioning this. No one's going, huh, this is so weird. Everybody's got the vaccine, but the COVID cases are going up. It's uh it's very, very odd. I would not recommend uh getting <laughs> the vax. I don't know how many people are still out there uh on the fence about it. I don't think, I don't think it does what it's supposed to do. Like you see that, you see that meme uh, everywhere about, about if you're, if you got your dog uh, two uh, rabies shots and two rabies boosters and then your dog came home foaming at the mouth attacking you because he had rabies, you, you'd probably go, uh, I, I want to, I want to talk to a lawyer. But here we are. I have zero faith 
in uh, the World Economic Forum. I have zero faith in the United Nations. I have zero faith in the bureaucrats in our government. I really don't. Now you've got Dr. Burks out there. Dr. Burks has a new has a new uh, book out, and in the book, uh, she she talks about like just making things up, making things up for the, about lockdowns and science and social distancing. I want to make sure uh, I, I get this right. In her book. Uh, she says that she and Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, were essentially shooting from the hip when it came to national directives such as two weeks to stop the spread and social distancing. She was just making it up. She was lying to the president and the American people about COVID protocols. Burks writes in her book, uh, this is about 15 days to stop the spread. She writes in a book, no sooner had we convinced the Trump administration to implement our version of the two-week shutdown than I was trying to figure out how to extend it so that uh, 15 days to slow the spread was just a sneaky way to kind of get their hooks into us. Just a sneaky way. Just so, or, so, so she knows. And this is what really makes me mad. We're good people. The American people, we're good people. When they're like, okay, oh shit, a scientist. This doctor said, hey, just 15 days. Just 15 days. We can do 15 days. I think everybody in, in America was was eager to do that. We're like, okay, if this is going to stop. Remember when like the numbers were like, you know, 8 million people are going to die. 8 million Americans are going to die. Oh, I can save. I can save 8 million lives just by staying home for two weeks? Hell yes, I'll do that. What kind of a jerk am I? For not wanting to do that. Well, she was just making it up. She was just making it up. And no sooner had she uh, got Trump to agree to that, than that she we're going to extend it. We're going to extend it. We're going to extend it. So that's like you're, you are playing on our goodness, taking advantage of our goodness and our generosity. Burks also writes uh, about the social distancing. I had settled on 10 feet, uh, uh, knowing... Uh, oh, no, no, no. This is not about the social distancing. This is on, uh, this is on how many people are allowed to come to, to gatherings. Ten. She just picked it arbitrarily. She just picked ten. I thought ten was a good number. Ten would be palatable for most Americans. It's a high enough number to allow for most gatherings of immediate family, but not enough for lunch. That one, that one kind of makes sense. If you're really, really concerned. But just tell us. They don't tell you the truth. And the whole mask thing. The, uh, there's another study out that the, the mask mandates are ineffective. I've, the, the New England Journal of Medicine nailed it when, they, when the whole fir- the mask thing first came out. The masks are a visual reminder to stay social uh, to say socially distant to stay apart from that's all it is the 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 masks the OR masks you know the, now we can argue the N95 and this and that and that but the masks are an absolute uh, joke other than it's a visual reminder that oh yeah that's right there's a thing going on i should i should stay distant and they're going to be bringing the masks back to LA 
That's the story we got coming right around the corner. And then I swear to God, I'm going to, I'm going to lighten up. I'm going to lighten up, but it's just such, they're going to bring back the masks, even though they know the masks don't work, even though they know that the, the children aren't at risk like the older population is. They want the kids to get vaxxed, even though you get two vaxxed and two boosters and you still get Rona and it's doing God knows what to your immune system. Now they're taking over the, the food supply. Villains are afoot. I hate to say it. They're making up science. You know what? You know what it feels like? 15, we'll start at 15. Then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, 10 people, that seems, I'll just make it up. Bad things are afoot, and it's the bureaucrats, and the bureaucrats are getting rich off of this crap. Wait till you hear what I'm about to tell you about this uh, doctor, well, this, this, uh, I almost said doctor, this, uh, this Farrar chick who's in charge in, in Los Angeles. Stick around. We'll be right back. We got, we got this, we got, uh, we got m- monkey pox and butt stuff talk. Yeah. How's that for a tease? We got rings of power stuff going on. We're going to be talking about some fantastic things that are coming up at the America First Warehouse. They get the big redesign on the studio there. Love that place. We got some new movie trailers to talk about. Insurrection stuff. Holy, it's too much show. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And then don't forget, the rest of the show will also continue on after this next segment on Patreon. You guys got to go to Patreon. That's where all the cool kids are. I'll see you. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, Pop-Up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com and the party is on. We're back, everybody. Good news, bad news. Uh, I actually, 
it depends on how you look at it. I guess it's, uh, the good news is, uh, for me, I just uh, cracked open a Red Bull. The bad news for you, I just cracked open a Red Bull. <laughs> mm. And I grabbed the guitar because I was inspired. Dr. Berg's, I love those chords. That's like moped music. Like you, those are the chords you'd hear driving around a moped through the south of France, maybe through Greece. Dr. Burks making science stuff up with a brand new scarf, making stuff up. How's that moped, baby? How's it treating you now? I'm making stuff up about science. Gotta kill your cows. Now I'll stop. Okay, that's that was just for me. That was... All right, we gotta talk about Farah. If you don't know who I'm talking about, and I don't like to make fun of people's uh, appearances, uh, that much. But you know who I'm talking about. She's like the super pale, super skinny lady with the gray curly hair. She looks like a girl version of the bad guy in Poltergeist 2. All right. So, uh, <laughs> she does. So she's, uh, she runs L.A., when it comes to uh, public safety, I wish I knew her. Uh, uh, she's the public health director. She's public health director, Barbara Farrah. And she's in a little bit of hot water right now. Because she's the one who's saying, we got to put the kids back in masks. We got to do the indoor mask mandate. The masks, the masks are the path to salvation. Even though she was just at the All-Star Game, no mask, super packed stadium, just having a grand old time, I guess, uh, looking looking for uh, possible houses that she could possess. <laughs> so she uh, cites this, uh, this CDC study. Uh, she's like, oh, this, this CDC study there. They're like, uh, we, we got to put the mass on according, uh, according to this, this study. Uh, and and you know who wrote the study? Uh, her daughter, who's also not a doctor. See, this is where it gets dangerous, you guys. Oh, and of course, uh, Barbara Ferrar is like, I had no idea. I had no, I had no clue that my uh, my my relative, also not doctor, my daughter was the co-author of a study that I'm using to proclaim that we got to use masks because of safety. It's, this is the big, big, this is what I hate about bureaucracy with crap like this. Because you know, somehow this bitch is making money off it too. Both of them. COVID, Rona, all of it is a cash cow all the way around. So yeah, we got to keep that going. We got to keep that going for kids and for all of L.A. So, uh, 
you know, hey, somebody's got to write a study for the CDC. You know what? Hey, you call up your daughter. You know, you should probably write this. Yeah, you'd be good at it. I'll recommend you. Hey, you guys, my daughter's going to write that. Then the daughter, just make sure it looks like they got to wear masks again. Okay. Oh, look at this. The CDC says we got to wear masks. And how much did that study pay? What, what, was, the, what was the grant on that study? Horrible. Horrible, horrible. Bureaucrats, man. Bureaucrats. Go to the DMV. Close your eyes, unless you're driving. And think about your last experience at the DMV. And all the crap these unelected bureaucrats, just the little paper pushers, uh, the hoops they make you jump through. Oh, and you got to pay for this. Oh, and you got to pay that. Oh, and then there's this. Oh, and you forgot that. Can you really prove you're you? Can you do this? Can you do that? They want the world to look like that. The, the same idiots who brought you the genius moves of the, of the, the DMV, these are the same idiots who are like, you know what we should do? We should uh, start messing with the global food supply chain. Yeah, because nitrogen. It's not CO2. It's nitrogen. Yeah, let's do that. And then everybody can just move to the cities. Everybody can just move to the cities. But by 2030, you'll own nothing. You'll like it. You can hear some bugs. Hey, Bill Gates has some new uh, meatless meat for you. I'm sure that's totally safe to eat. And don't forget to get your uh, 17th and 18th and 19th boosters. So when you have COVID, it won't be as bad as it might have been if you had got the... It's completely off the rails. It's completely off the rails. I can't believe anybody's still listening. I, I, I honestly can't. And they're, oh, and they're bragging about gas prices again. That's another great one. Hey, the price of gas has come down by 50 cents recently. We're doing great. It's the same way they try to brag about the fucking jobs numbers. Like, the price of gas has uh, more than doubled since you took office. Now uh, it's down 30, 40, 50 cents maybe in some areas. And I'm supposed to be happy about that shit? Talk to me when it's down to under $2. Talk to me when I'm paying when I'm paying $2.23 a gallon. Then, then you can start talking about how great your, your policies are. And it's like they, they, they look at these numbers like back when COVID first started and when, uh, when Burks was... When Burks was making stuff up about how many days to stop the spread, so no one's allowed to go to work. No one's allowed to go to work, and that's when, and that's when the uh, the Biden administration. That's when they start counting. Look at all the unemployed people here. Look at this chart. We've added so many jobs. No, you didn't, bitch. That's people going back to their regular jobs. That's people going back to their regular jobs. Fifteen days to slow the spread. Dr. Burks, she wears a scarf when she makes shit up about science. Well, I wanna barf. You knew I was gonna rhyme scarf and barf, cause that's how lame I am. Okay, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Just heads up. I don't know if you have a gun. Get a gun. Get a gun, learn how to use it. I don't know if you have a garden, start a garden, start farming. This, this could go, I just don't like the way everything looks. 
every, I am not Spider-Man. I was not bitten by a radioactive spider, and maybe it's the Red Bull, but every spidey sense in my body is tingling. Bill Gates buying up farmland. Hey, Netherlands, you're not allowed to farm as well as you used to because uh, we want you to do like Singapore and Ghana did. And whoa, they're rocking and rolling over there. Running. It's, uh, they're not stupid. These are, uh, these are people who simply just don't care. And, and, and hopefully, this is a good reminder and pretty dark, but they seriously, they, they don't care about you. You are, you're not even a number. You, you are just, you're a non-entity. They are the elite. They are the intellectual elites who everything is a theory and who knows what the real theory is, what they're really working on. But it seems villainous and I want no part of it. And if you don't think uh, that the the uh, elected representatives here don't care. Just look at just look at what the response to 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 Rona was. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. People hadn't been uh, doing things for the longest time. Everybody was it was months and months and months and months, and she was living just fine. And she's like, I know you can't pay your bills. I know, and th- th- like. Whatever. Everybody's strapped for cash. Everybody's going through their savings. No one's allowed to work. Oh, you can work if you if your Amazon employees can go in. Big grocery stores can go in. But mom and pop businesses, we will arrest you if you try to sell uh, food. If you try to stay in business, we'll, we'll arrest you and shut you down. So this huge uh, portion of the population is ripping through their savings. Not allowed to work. They'll go to jail. Meanwhile, they're letting the criminals out of jail. And Nancy Pelosi's like, I think you should have $600. $600, let's just do it. $600 was, was the op. That's not, a, re- that's not a, a, a real offer. That's not, that's not based on any kind of reality. That's somebody that just does not care if you live or die. And it's a great reminder. They really don't. I can't believe there's not way more anger. And I can't believe there's not way more distrust of the government and all these policies. And I'm hoping that states' rights will save the day. I I, I really do. Our country, our republic, the way it works, states' rights, Florida, Texas, uh, Alabama, places in the South that everybody used to love to make fun of so much, they might be able to save the day. There could be a, a ton of people uh, pissed off. There could be a ton of people pissed off and ready to just go to town right now. But you wouldn't know about it. When I was looking for those articles about uh, uh, Dr. Burks and admitting that she lied about the science and lied to Trump's face and all that stuff, that was, that was a tough find. That was a tough find. Google did not want me looking at that at all. So... Let's uh, let's move on to something a little bit uh, more comedy worthy. No offense, uh, but like this this whole uh, monkeypox thing, the world the World Health Organization 
uh, is like, ooh, now the monkeypox, that's a, that's a real one. We're, we're, we're so worried about monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. Now, I guess I've seen pictures, people have the monkeypox. I'm not saying it's not real, but it's like a, uh, it's like a, I know the first cases in America were like, oh, it's just, you know, gay dudes at a rave going crazy. And then the joke is, who brings a monkey to a rave? But it's, uh, I guess, uh, primarily, it's a, uh, it's a gay dude thing. You don't hear a lot of, a lot of lesbians. I don't, can, can scissoring give you the monkey pox? And, and here's. My comedic take on it. How? Here's what I'm thinking. Like, so you're you're a, you're a gay dude, and you probably have some some memory of AIDS, right? And I'm old enough to remember when, you know, that was like the, the just instant that was his death. You know, somebody got AIDS. Well, they're that dead man walking. So monkeypox is the next. Like, okay, so. Uh, anonymous gay sex, you, you could get this, this monkey pox thing. You would think the, the, the gay community would, would pump the brakes on the, on the, the, the random hookups, right? You think you'd be like, Hey, I remember, uh, when AIDS was around and a, a bunch of random hookups, uh, killed a bunch of my friends and a bunch of bunch of people. So hey, here comes again. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I, how? It it must be. Uh, I don't know. I, I just. Do we need the World Health Organization to step in, or can just uh, rational people go? You know what? I might. I you know I might just slow down on the uh, the anonymous sex at raves. I might just. I might just stick with the. With my partner, who who I know is uh, is also not doing the uh, the anonymous. That's the part that like I don't think we need the World Health Organization at this point to step in. I think you can just go, hey dudes, just uh, just maybe keep it in your pants for uh, for a couple months, month. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a doctor. Ah, uh, okay. It must be fantastic. The uh, I know I know dudes are horny. Like I'm a dude. I'm I'm freaking horny all the time. But like seriously, once once you add the element of like legit danger, that's a boner killer. That's a boner killer. Hey, all right. I don't I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into any any trouble here. So I'm going to watch it. Maybe I'll save that for the uh, for the Patreon portion of the show. We got to talk a little bit about uh, that show tonight. We got two big shows coming up. Two shows. One is going to be on August 13th at the America First Warehouse. And that's going to be full out, blown out studio. Studio style. If they're make, we're making another round of, of huge renovations there. And, you know, wonderful events are going on all the time. The live shows are going on there. Comedy shows are going on there. Guest speakers are going on there. And now it's going to be a legit, legit studio. 
uh, and I cannot wait. So we're going to have something special for you at the end of this month, which is right around the corner. And then we've got uh, Tina Forte, who's running against AOC in New York. She's going to be doing the show with us on August 13th. Okay, I'm looking at the website now. This is before, this is, but we're, we're going to jump over to Patreon uh, here in a little bit. And thank you to all the Patreon people. You're fantastic. The, the, the Facebook, uh, I'm, yes, I'm still on the Facebook. We're still doing the live stream there every Wednesday. I'm going to do, be doing some more stuff. But uh, as we get closer to the midterms, they are really, really, really uh, clamping down. Everybody is across the board, across the board. YouTube, all of it. So the Patreon people are just uh, fantastic. So I'm going to try to counter all this with with some uh, advertisements and maybe some more content. Definitely be doing some more stuff on, on Patreon. All right, so let's talk about this because this is, uh, they say it's a, f- a fad. They, think, they say it's a, a, a trend and I, I just want to be able to put it in the title for this show. Oh my gosh, and we gotta talk about the rings of power. Mm, what to do first, what to do first. Vabbing, I don't know if you know what vabbing is. <laughs> uh, but go to theloftestparty.com. We got a little thing about vabbing, which is just, we gotta talk about the rings of power because I want, I want everybody to have access uh, to this. And because it's something that I'm completely passionate about, looking at the time. Okay, this, this conversation might continue over at the Patreon segment. So Amazon's Rings of Power, based on the work of J.R.R. Tolkien, they finally came out with, uh, it was a Comic-Con down in San Diego, and so they finally showed a legit uh, trailer for Rings of Power. And it's... It, was laughable. Absolutely laughable. Now, they have time to do work on the CGI and all that great stuff, and it's funny. It's like every element of the trailer that I liked reminded me of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, which you had guys like Alan Lee, you know, with the art direction, and you had Tom Shippey, as the the Tolkien scholar that shepherded them on this path. But like everything, every look of Rings of Power was reminiscent of like legit Tolkien. Then we come into uh, the complete ridiculousness. Like the the dialogue. At one point, Galadriel, who's just like just a straight up warrior queen now. She just wants to fight. She's running around in armor. She's got a sword. She's like, you must fight with me. Come with me. The, oh, oh, oh God, like stacks of dead bodies and, and helmets and just, so she's going to be the hero of this piece. She's the warrior queen who's just a total badass girl power and no one listens to her. She's like, here comes the, the evil is back. You guys, the evil is back. Which that's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one to reconcile with uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. So you're you're gonna have you're gonna have me imagine that once upon a time, Warrior Queen Galadriel is like, I want to fight, I want to fight. The bad guy's back, the bad guy's back, and then nobody believes her. And then a couple hundred years later, 
Gandalf is like, I think, I think Sauron is back. I think he's back and the time is now to, and she's like, mm, I don't know. Don't know if I, I believe you much. Mm, we'll see. Is that, so she learned nothing? Okay, so she's a warrior queen badass. Then there's a, a another like warrior queen badass in Curb. We got to fight, we got to fight. And then all the guys, uh, like uh, Galadriel's husband, Celeborn. Yes, I know his name. He's like, Galadriel, the evil's gone. And then she says, uh, I have seen it. And he's like, you haven't seen what I've seen. And she's like, I've seen that. It's like the, the clunkiest, the, the, it, they just go back and forth. I've seen it. You, well, you haven't seen what I've seen. Well, you haven't seen what I've seen. Well, I've seen some shit. So that's hilarious. Then uh, you've got Don Lemon, elf with a fade. I don't know where you get, where do you get a fade? In Middle Earth, where do you go for that? Is that a, is that a wizard thing? Do the do the do the uh, do the do the wizards hook you up with a fade in Middle Earth? Uh, and then you they you've got what everybody thinks is Sauron. What everyone thinks is Sauron, and they show this dude who's doing like his best Slim Shady impression, like buzz cut, super blonde hair, just looking like. Uh, just like an unhappy high school kid who found out he thought he was buying uh, good weed, but he just bought oregano. He just... It's sad. It's not sad. I actually enjoy the stuff that I know about this. In in the second age that this show is uh, talking about, Sauron, the bad guy from Lord of the Rings, who you never even saw him, when he was at full power... He could he could shapeshift. That was his whole thing with Tolkien. And when Sauron in the Second Age uh, surrendered and became a, a captive of the Numenorians, he had uh, taken the body of a just a, a absolute gorgeous elf. He was just beautiful and wonderful. So he was trustworthy. So I think if you're being hunted down. Because you're the ultimate evil, and you're like, oh, I, sh- I should, uh, I should change my appearance so people believe me more. I don't think you're gonna go with with the pissed off emo Eminem look. I just don't, I just don't think so. So the Eminem memes were flying on Twitter the other day. It was fantastic. I want this show to cost Amazon an absolute fortune, and I want it to be a complete and total failure. Like, a complete and total failure. I can't think of anything that comes close to this that literary work, like, that they're taking a dump all over. Like, Star Wars, it hurts. It it hurts to see them ruin Star Wars. Just, Disney just doesn't get it. They doesn't. They don't get it. They don't care to get it. They don't want to understand it. They don't see the the value of heroic journeys. They just don't. They don't. And with what Amazon is doing to Lord of the Rings, it it really we can't keep celebrating this. But I don't know what's left. I don't know what's left. Lord of the Rings is huge. Silmarillion, the works of Tolkien, huge. He was so specific about the way it needed to be portrayed and how he thought about people. 
to have him do this is a, just a real, real uh, heartbreaker. And to watch the people defend it, you just don't like girl power. Well, you're just you're just making you're just making shit up, and it's gonna suck, and it's gonna be lame, and it's horrible. If you want to do a show like this, just make your own up. Just make your own up. Go, I want to do a show with elves and dwarves and magic and blah, blah, blah. Just make your fucking own thing up. It's not easy, is it, bitches? No, it's not. So you have to glom on to something else that's popular and it's just a, it's just a gross money grab. Okay. <clears throat> We're taking a little break. We got to talk about John Wick 4. Uh, we, got, we got more stuff uh, coming up. About we're gonna talk about vabbing. We got more stuff over at Patreon, so come on over. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. There's so many, so much just happened at uh, at Comic Con. Oh, we also got We got to talk about what happened with Zeldin. We got to talk about what happened to Zeldin. So there's politics, there's pop culture, there's Marvel talk, there's all kinds of goodness uh, coming up over at the Patreon. So come on over to Patreon. The Loftus Party. Dr. Burks. Stop making stuff up. It's called science for a reason and you not, don't make shit up. <laughs> I love you. I'll see you over Patreon.